everyone, and welcome to the Profane Argument Podcast, a.k.a. the Soaring Eagles of Freedom, for Tuesday, September 8th, 2020. My name is Ray, and along with me are... I'm Karen. I am Jared. And there is no Ian this evening. <laughs> That's why I got to do it that way. <laughs> uh, Ian had other plans, so we'll just have to give him a little bit of guff after after he comes back. Plans? Like an outing? No idea. Actually. I don't. I don't actually know. But he was. He was like, "Oh, I'm so sorry. I forgot to tell you guys." But mm, he's at the bar playing trivia night. <laughs> <laughs> Seems unlikely, but. <laughs> So on this podcast, we talk about news, politics, and religious nonsense, and give our opinions from a secular point of view. If you want to join in on the conversation, you can sign up on our Patreon page and join us as we record on Discord Tuesday nights right around 9 p.m. Uh, if you can't do that, you can post something on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash profanearg, or tweet to us at profanearg. This week, we'll be talking about losers and suckers, mm. but... First, uh, a couple follow-ups I thought I'd mention. We talked about uh, the number of uh, death rate per capita compared Sweden to the U.S., and as it turns out, in the last month, Sweden does have a slightly higher death rate per capita than the U.S., but uh, it's really slight. Like, it's not It's not much. I got but, faith uh, that we can beat them. <laughs> <laughs> but that was before Sturgis, so, you know. Yeah! So, uh, so that's way worse than we thought it was, huh? Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Some of the numbers Cons coming out of there. Whew. Considerably worse. Uh, uh, real quick, though, another thing I mentioned, I want to correct myself, I mentioned that 70%, roughly 70% of the U.S. was uh, obese. That was incorrect. About 71% of the U.S. is overweight. Ah. It's only 38 to 39% that are obese. Ah, it's still pretty horrible. How dare yeah, you clump me in with those 70%? I'm clearly in the 30 to 39. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we talked about that as a uh, precursor, as a comorbidity to uh, the coronavirus. So I just wanted to clear that up. Uh, but yeah, Sturgis, the article that I have um, states that with contact tracing, it's uh, it appears to be about 250,000 cases of COVID-19 cause from the fallout of uh, the Sturgis gathering, yeah. which that's just, that's an amazing number. Yeah, just it, another reason to disparage Smash Mouth. <laughs> <laughs> the article was amazing, though, because they identified all of the, the counties across the country that had people that went to Sturgis. It's everybody. Every single county, basically, in the United States had people that went to Sturgis. Oh, I believe it. Wow. I just imagine a little map where all the things move up to the Dakota, catch the virus, and just trickle back down <laughs> to the yeah. map. Yeah. Well, and I mean, the article uh, does also go into the fact that liquor sales were up in Sturgis more than 27% from the prior year, <laughs> which is interesting because attendance was down 7.5%. So they didn't have as many people as last year, but the number of uh, liquor sales up 27 percent hmm. so basically they're making the assumption yeah the it wasn't the brightest people in the world who were uh who were there either <laughs> it was the hardcore fans right and the people who probably had no care whatsoever to wear masks which yeah we have video proof of that yeah i, I always find it fascinating that they want to make a connection between events like this and black lives matter protests Whereas if you go to a Black Lives Matter protest and you take a look at the crowd, they're all wearing masks, or the vast majority of them. And yeah. they take pride in the fact that they are keeping safe. And these people take pride in the fact that they're not keeping safe. It's baffling. But we live in two, it's two different countries we live in. It is. Yeah. <laughs> that trope, I guess, I don't know, that's really pervasive. Like mm. the whole, my mother is ultimately convinced thoroughly convinced that the protests are the reason why the, the virus is so so bad what and I, I just can't even make a dent into that that line of thinking for some reason huh. but uh, <laughs> blame, the, blame yeah. the black people I, I don't like to put that on your mom but I put it on the people that are putting it in her head yeah, yeah. does she also think like because uh, I've been seeing this pop up a lot on my Facebook feed I don't support any white friends of mine in the KKK, and I don't support any black friends of mine in BLM. 
Uh, yeah, because that's similar. <laughs> I'm, and I'm like, when the fuck did Black Lives Matter become a hate group? Yeah. Wow. Thanks to uh, thanks to our president. Yeah. It's it's crazy to think that. Like, <laughs> it's, they don't walk around and lynch white people and hang them on trees and shit. Well, one is fighting for the subjugation of an entire race of people, and one is fighting for the freedom of an ent- of all people. How different could they possibly be? God, I could, do you know how much shit we probably could have avoided if Black Lives Matter just put two on their fucking name? <laughs> it's true, yeah. It, I swear there would be – I mean, there'd still be – you know, anytime a black person raises their voice, they're like, you hate white people! Right. But, yeah, putting a, a two on the end would have helped, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've seen fake documents that idiots have posted where supposedly it's a it's the Black Lives La- uh, leader, Black Lives Matter leader, whoever the fuck that is. Uh, making a list of demands, and one of them is that all white people have to, like, kiss black people's shoes. <laughs> or, I mean, it's ridiculous shit, but they believe it. Yeah. So just just from that extreme to the midway point where, yeah, it's a hate group. They hate white people, right? I'd have to, I'd have to ask some people that. Like, what is Black Lives Matter about? Like, random people on the street. Sure. <laughs> well, random Facebook, you know, I'm yeah. using air quotes, friends. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think it is that they're trying to do? They want reparations, right? <laughs> <laughs> Civil <laughs> rights. They just want you to be civil. That's that's what they're fighting for. Come on. <laughs> All right. I don't know how I was going to transition back onto coronavirus. <laughs> Black Lives Matter is not spreading coronavirus. No. Yes. I mean, I'm sure it's not. I'm sure it's not helping, but it's not like Sturges. No. Yeah. Like you know where they all congregate and like mill about for hours and go to bars and shit and not wear masks. <laughs> Well, and kind of purpose. I mean, it's a prideful purposeness. Purp- purposefulness. Purposefulness. That's it. Thank you. <laughs> to uh, you know, to try to prove that um, the scientists are wrong, and try to prove that the you know the liberal cucks are doing it wrong, and trying to drive them down a wrong path. It, it it's conspiracy theory gone wild. <laughs> you ever see the video of the, of the woman who got kicked out of some store? And started yelling and screaming, and then while she was outside, she started licking the door mm-hmm. and licking yeah. the door handles. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Uh, sorry, that's just disturbing on several levels. <laughs> Mostly for her. Why would you? Uh, in any case, yeah. uh, so <laughs> I wanted to mention uh, there's several people making this claim, but one in particular, religious leader John MacArthur, claimed there is no pandemic, mm. and the evidence that he presented as to why was straight from the CDC. The report that said that only 6% of the U.S. deaths attributed to COVID-19 listed COVID-19 as the only cause. The remaining 94% of the deaths had comorbidities. Therefore, it's a hoax. First (laughs) off, even if it was only 6%, that's still thousands of people who died from the virus. That really doesn't make it a hoax. Mm. But in any case, a lot of people have comorbidities. Like a lot of people, like we said, you know, being obese, having diabetes, anything. There, there's so many different things. Yeah, do these it's, people it's, know that it's not AIDS that actually kills you? Right. Right. <laughs> Never exactly. is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not the AIDS that got you. It's, no. the, it's the cold that killed you or whatever you got. <laughs> so I saw that there was this article on Vox that tried to explain this a little bit by Alan Jern talking about cause, causality of the virus. And he had an analogy of when a rock flies through a window pane, even a kid can tell you what caused the window to break. It was the rock flying through, right? Sure. But if you have two people, let's say you have Veronica and Logan was his example, and they Mm. both throw a rock at the same window at the same time. Did Veronica's rock cause the window to break? Mm. Well... (laughs) It's, it's hard to say, because if she hadn't thrown the rock, the window would still be broken because of, of the other guy's rock, right? Sure. But when it comes to COVID deaths, the idea is, was the virus, which we don't know that much about, going to cause the person's death? Or were they going to die anyway because they had heart disease? We know heart disease causes people to die. So you're going to blame heart disease, and you're really not going to blame COVID-19 because... It, you don't know that much about it. So it's this weird 
catch-22 in people's brains of, well, I don't think it was COVID because I know heart disease kills people, <laughs> and that's the comorbidity that I think caused the person's death, not the virus. Now, are these numbers that the CDC put out, is this accurate what this person said? Because I've been hearing all kinds of conflicting things left and right about number fudging, so I just don't even pay attention to it anymore. Well, there was a report put out by the CDC that talked about 183,000 deaths, and it did have – it had 94% of the people had comorbidities. Mm -hmm. Now, that's because the virus makes you sick, and if you are already not that healthy, it's going to take you out a little easier. <laughs> um, it doesn't mean that – It didn't kill if, you because it still killed you. It, it, you right. Would, you the would virus be alive. still killed the people. Yeah. You would still be alive if you didn't catch the virus. That's the, fundamentally what it boils down to. It's, I find it interesting. It's kind of like the um, the uh, firing squad argument. Well, you'd line 10 people up with guns to shoot somebody. And so which one killed them? Did they all kill them? Did one of them kill them? Did some of them purposely miss? So it, which ones are which ones are the, are the killers? Which ones are actually the people that caused it? It doesn't matter. The person's still dead. Makes no difference. And if I mean, a coroner is trying to be as accurate as possible. Right. If somebody dies of cancer, they could be riddled with cancer, but they could actually die of kidney failure or liver failure or whatever because the cancer is eating away at their internal organs. And those things will all be listed on the death certificate and because the, they are all contributing factors. And all that inf information is important. That's what that's how we learn what comorbidities are actually relevant. I mean, if it turns out that, you know, being left-handed is a comorbidity, wouldn't you like to know that? <laughs> All this information is important. Maybe redhead is a better example. And the sad truth is, is this dude just wants people in his church so he can get some money. Yeah. Yeah. That's the truth of it. He's not trying to prove a conspiracy. He just wants people to come to the church. <laughs> well, that and, you know, putting the liberal cucks down again. You got to, that's always... Hey, that's a, the, that's the icing on the parcel. cake, baby. I get my money and I get to fucking get some libs to cry. Yeah. Liberal tears. So there's an article in the New York Times that I wanted to point out. It has a whole bunch of interesting information about the plans for the vaccine. And so the CDC came out and, and told people, told the states that they need to get ready for distribution of a vaccine, like soon, mm. sometime in the next couple months. And... There's a there's a series of articles that I have. One uh, is an article from the New York Times that talks about the different phases and how the vaccine is implemented, and I thought that was was pretty interesting. But then there's another article on Ars Technica talking about the fact that the CDC coming out and saying, "Hey, you should get ready when we are not through phase three of the testing." Mm -hmm. It really makes you think that there's a lot of political meddling going on and the CDC shouldn't probably be saying that. And it also feeds into the anti-vax theory that this is being rushed through and it's going to be dangerous, so we shouldn't take it. We should not get the vaccine. So again, there's uh, the fact that the politics are meddling in the CDC. People are trusting the CDC even less. Oh, but I heard from the CDC, politics is not playing any part in what they're doing. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I, I trust I mean, that the I, good scientists of the CDC are doing their best to prevent that from happening, but they're... Well, let me ask you this question, and I know I'm going to be upset when I when I find out the answer, but does somehow Trump appoint who's ever in charge of the CDC? <laughs> Is this another I, weird thing in this country where we <laughs> allow him to be in charge of that as well? I believe so, yes. Okay, so did he put a... Who's he going to get? An, a, another DeJoy-type person? <laughs> Probably. I... I don't know who uh, I. I don't know if that's I mean, Robert R. Redfield is the current director for the CDC of Amish Beard. Uh, I, I thought, yeah, I thought he was an appointed position, but I guess I'm not sure about that. Okay, so it could be Roger Stone next week for all we know. Very possible. Although Grinch says yes, so <laughs> Doctor Ronnie Cox, remember him? Will he be in charge? Oh, of yeah. <laughs> Entirely possible. And all of this is relevant to a survey that I took last week. So I'm participating in a study um, up on campus about – I get a, a test out of it and I get, you know, participate in the next two years. I get to be part of this study. And one of the questions that they asked me was, what is your belief in vaccines? And it was all, yes, 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 yes. Of course, I believe in vaccines. Yes, I believe that, um, that we should have them. But the one question was, if a vaccine was offered to you today, would you take it? I'm like, ugh. That's what I want to ask you guys. If I mean, listen, Trump already hinted at this the other day. Yep. 
where he's like, there might be a little, in quotes, surprise, which they always call it an October surprise. Yep. Such a dummy. <laughs> uh, it, it coming soon. Like, so would you guys take a vaccine that Trump touts out next month is good? Well, what did you say, Karen? I said- Because you answered in the, in the in survey. The sur- well, I mean, the survey said today, and I said, um, it depends, <laughs> basically. I forget what the word was, but it depends. I, I, I got to know where it's coming from. Is it, you know, f- straight from the CDC? What is it? Where did it come from? And news today, I mean, just in the past couple of hours, is AstraZeneca just pulled their vaccine because of adverse effects on people. So this is all blowing up already. Yeah, that's the thing. I- it- if one was certified, had gone through all the testing, and was available today, mm. yes. Yes, yeah, I would. Absolutely. But, but phase three has not been accomplished. Right. Well, wait, wait, wait. Where is it? But what are you guys playing this out? I'm saying this isn't like some independent company says we got the vaccine. I'm saying October 15th, Trump makes an announcement. We have a vaccine. I will be yeah, just, I, I'm going to start distributing it tomorrow. Where's, where's it coming from? What's the test? Not without further investigation. No. Uh, my pillow guy came up with it. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> no. I mean, no. the sad part of it, even even if an independent company were to come out with a vaccine today, this is what I heard, is that by the time any general public person was going to get it, it would be 2021. Yeah. Because they Most have likely. to do all essential people first. Right. Like I, they, strip, yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Well, the, supposedly they're actually creating vaccines currently based on the current test cases with the idea that if they, you know, the tests continue to look good, they will have a couple million available. But a couple million, I mean, that's just our you know, frontline healthcare workers. Yeah. 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 300 million citizens, a couple mm. million vaccines isn't going to do a whole lot. No. Now, I mean, a good 40% of the population will not get this. So you really only need, you know, 150 million. <laughs> I know, all I'm thinking, I'm like, this could be the first time where I'm like, I'm not taking a vaccine. What are you, crazy? <laughs> <laughs> I, when when one is presented that has actually gone through some some testing and Trump is not touting it, then I will take it. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so I keep mentioning phase three. And for anybody who didn't read the article, just when you get to human testing, phase one is you have a small number of volunteers. They're given the vaccine and they're 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 looking for immediate negative reactions. So phase two is given to a few hundred people, sometimes several hundred people, sometimes children, older adults, to determine whether the vaccine acts differently in those people. Both phase one and phase two, researchers analyze the blood of the volunteers to see if the immune system is learning to fight the virus. Phase three is to tens of thousands of people, half of them in receive a placebo mm-hmm. and they are it's a double blind in order to determine whether there are negative effects and whether it is working and so it's given out and everybody's records you know their symptoms and what they experience and then the blind is revealed in order to see whether it's any better than a placebo or if there are negative effects so that tens of thousands of people that's really important mm-hmm. we can't just skip that mm-hmm really dangerous to skip that and it's pretty much I, I pretty much guarantee you that is what uh russia was doing when putin came out and said oh yeah we've got a virus or a vaccine yeah. yeah you don't hear much about that anymore do you yeah yeah there was I have no, not there was Can news I... about it recently it yeah it didn't go awfully well if i remember the story yeah, it meets opposition from frontline workers in russia shows no serious adverse effects no <laughs> just hair <laughs> on the tongue <laughs> it'll be fine so in any case, I mean, the answer right now is if Trump says that there's a vaccine, no, no. I, w- I would definitely need to more do more research before believing anything like that. Well, I'd have to go talk to my doctor. I mean, I've been seeing the same, you know, family care physician for a number of years now, and I trust him. And he won't steer me to something that is bogus. So I'll go talk to him. All right. Well, then get back to us. And let us Okay, we will do. <laughs> So jumping on to Trump, uh, this was this was fantastic. I I still don't get exactly what it was. A boat parade? The Trump like it was just like at a rally kind of thing. This has been going on just... for a while. These boat things. Okay, no, so it, it... people are just showing up with Trump flags as many as they can hold on their boats, right? Yes, and they ro- roar around a lake for a while, making lots of noise. Well, the I... one that happened in Austin, there were at least what four boats that were sunk. Yep. Because uh, there was just too too much waves, huge waves 
running over the side of the ships and just completely. Well, it, it's a perfect allegory for Trump's presidency, too, because the big boats <laughs> roared around like they didn't know anybody anything, swamping the little boats and knocking those, you know, poor people with their little boats into, into the lake where they sunk. I, it's just perfect. <laughs> Keep in mind, this boat shit is Trump's metric as to why the polls are fake. Because he'd been talking about this a a couple months ago or a month ago. He was like, the boaters, these beautiful boaters are out with the flags and this and that. And then because he talked about it, it just fucking caught on and they do it everywhere. But I mean, I think I'm going to make my desktop background the one at the sunken at the bottom of the lake (laughs) with the flag because it is fucking perfect. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I think that was a fake picture, but yeah. (laughs) Oh, is that fake? Yeah. Oh, damn it. (laughs) <laughs> Shit. Thanks for ruining my year, Karen. Sorry. 2020 was going perfectly till you brought that. <laughs> Reality is absurd enough. Oh, damn it. <laughs> they couldn't get any worse. <laughs> it is just such a perfect analogy for Trump, though. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, uh, I talked about losers and suckers. Oh. Oh, boy. The, yeah. the Atlantic came out. With a an article claiming that Trump had made statements calling, what was it? It was, if you were, if you had gone to Vietnam, if you'd been drafted and went to Vietnam, you're a sucker. Because mm. you couldn't get out of it. And I think it falls back to the idea that he cheats. He cheats all the time. This is his way of doing things. And if you couldn't figure out a, how to get out of a draft by having your father pay off a doctor to say you had bone spurs, then you deserve getting killed. Um, and he called the people who, uh, military members who put their lives on the line to protect the country, they're losers. Because what do they get out of it? Right. And then supposedly had said that to John Kelly while they were at his son's grave. Yes. Like leans over to Kelly and he's like, what did he get out of this? Right. I don't understand. What did he get out of this? And that speaks to Trump's mindset, which I was listening to people like, he can't think of ways unless it's transactional. Correct. You know? Like, the, the, the very concept of service to him is volunteer service for nothing is – it's it's unheard of to him. It's just he can't fathom that. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's – he just demonstrates that every time he opens his mouth when, it, when it's talking about people who are disadvantaged or, you know, downtrodden or anything. He just could not care less. So I have an article – I have the original article from The Atlantic – that I was going to put on the webpage. There is also, uh, after that, the Washington Post came out with independent verification that he did make these statements. Uh, There's an article on the AP after Trump made the statement that it was disgraceful reporting, Hmm. that it was completely incorrect. He would never say any such things. The AP came out with a report saying, Mm -hmm. okay, we got other verification from people that didn't talk to the Washington Post that Trump has said these things. And then my favorite, mm-hmm. and this is uh, linked on Business Insider because Fox actually pulled their uh, their article, but a Fox News reporter <laughs> came out and said, uh, yeah, we got independent verification that that is exactly what he has said. And then contradicted it later in the day. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah, because again, Fox News is made up of some news and mostly Opinion. entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, the the entertainment, the like, uh, what are they called? The idiots in the morning, um, Fox and, and Friends. Yeah. Uh, they aren't news. They are not bound by any reporting standard or anything. They're just they're that's an opinion show. So yeah, they were they they specifically said, look, I I don't believe that. It's not true. But yeah, an actual Fox reporter verified the stories from people who spent time with Trump. And none of it surprises me. It, what really surprises me is it doesn't make a dent for a lot of people. Yeah, but I feel like this one might have hit him a little worse than anything. I mean, the biggest part of it is is that he's disparaging the military. And he went on another rant um, day before yesterday about how um, military leaders only wanted to make sure – they wanted to continue wars to make sure that the, you know, the, the military contractors got paid. It's the only thing they cared about. So he's not just pissing off rank and file. He's pissing off – Senior leadership, and he already lost. I think mid management in the military. Well, not really, it's not called mid management, but you know what I mean in the military. So, and I think now he's very scared because those are the people he was counting on to defend him when he said that the the election was bogus. 
Yeah, I mean, that's what I, I mean. I mean, last week I said, yeah, I'm like, this is the first time I've ever heard him talk about the troops. Mm. Like, and he was, you know, nobody loves the troops more than I do. Just nobody's less racist than he is and all that shit. I was like, yeah. I'm like, wow, this really is the first time I've heard him, like, really kissed her ass. And then he completely blew it. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know, maybe somebody in the Pentagon, the higher-ups, they want these endless wars, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Thus, you know, just, again, ruining something I've always enjoyed in my life. I don't believe in many conspiracy theories, but, boy, do I love a deep dive on the JFK one. <laughs> love it. Sure. I love it. I've mentioned this before. And the very fact that Trump is still alive and walking around just makes it just – it was just Lee Harvey Oswald, just one guy. <laughs> With a lucky one, shot. One random dude. Well, not just one lucky shot. Well, sure. <laughs> more than one. Yeah. But either way – Nope, I don't believe for one second. No government conspiracy. Nope, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> sure. The other thing that and the Grinch brought. The, I'm sorry, Go it ahead. wasn't Grinch. It was Hessian Gixon uh, brought this up. Uh, Trump did call hmm. for that reporter to be fired from her job for her reporting. Well, uh, on on Twitter, he said <laughs> that she should be fired for this kind of reporting. Wow. Oh, please tell me Fox is not going to fire her. I I hope not. I mean, the game's up then, right? If they, if they fire her, <laughs> I think the game's already up. <laughs> but I mean, they could still hold together. Like, no, we're independent news. But then they're like, when then when you go, well, the president said you should fire her, and then you guys fired her. So you're just an arm of the White House. <laughs> uh, Fox News chief political anchor Brett Baer uh, described Griffin as a great reporter and a total class act. So I think he's standing behind her. Mm. Mm. Interesting. I, I don't see that firing ending well <laughs> so hopefully they don't what they will do is just you know they won't demote her but she will not get big splashy stories anymore and she'll just be kind of right. quietly pushed to the side that i can see yeah because i mean she was not you know one of the the faces on tv every day so they can just quietly push her down now back to what you said though about it not making a dent like i've seen some military people really pissed off about this good they should be um who believe it i mean granted there are some Again, it's unbelievable to me. Like, the <laughs> died, died in the wool, just never going to turn on him no matter what. This article comes out, and you know what they're bitching about? Nancy Pelosi getting a blowout at the hairdresser. <laughs> That's what they're all talking about. Or uh, someone caught a picture of Andrew Cuomo outside walking his dog without a mask on. <laughs> it's all a scam. Nothing about this Atlantic. Other than the fact that it's completely made up. It's totally made up. They wow. just get together. Like, and I'm like, why wait now? If they're making, why not make up something crazy? Like he murdered somebody. <laughs> had somebody murdered. Sure. I'd believe it. I believe he had somebody murdered. No, I mean, just go straight crazy. Say he walked into a convenience store and murdered five people. No. If you're going to make shit up. Yeah. Like. Go all make, in. Yeah. I mean, it's so stupid. <laughs> like they're doing, like QAnon's doing. Sure. And yeah. then did you, see, did you see the 20 or so people that Trump got to refute it? Like Steve Mnuchin and Jared Kushner. Like. Like, these are people who are going to be like, oh, no, I did hear him. Jared Kushner? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He really thinks everybody's a loser. (laughs) The only thing he has going for him is Donald Trump. Yeah. He is is not going to bite that hand. No way. The the secretary, Treasury, is commenting on this. (laughs) (laughs) Like, the real sycophants. Yeah. Yeah. And what's funny, you know, I heard the one person who has not said a peep about this, John Kelly. Yeah. Whether to deny or confirm. Yeah, he's just keeping his head down at this point, trying not to go to jail. Because if he says something, Trump will figure something out. I mean, Trump is vindictive. Yeah, but you know what? To a fault. He's, he's got so many people to, to work on. Mm. If I were John Kelly, I'd be like, hey, why not throw my hat into the ring? <laughs> you know? You got uh, Go ahead. No, I think, I think uh, he, if... Well, first of all, he'd sue him because he broke his confidentiality statement. Mm. Confidentiality um, I mean, if agreement. that's the case, then yeah, I guess... Yeah. Oh, but speaking of that, so all those court cases, I mean, this is not a surprise, but it is a surprise that all the court cases and all the shit that um, Trump has been doing that he, that he can't make the government pay for is being paid for by his reelection campaign. All of it. Everything. Every Nothing is coming out of his pocket. It's amazing. And I think it's kind of a building story right now. But his his uh, um, war chest is kind of low. There's not a lot of money left in it anymore. So he's heading into September, October, November, or September, October, with not a giant pile of cash anymore because he's been shuttling it off to all kinds of crazy nonsense. Really? Because according to every ad that's targeted to me from Joe Biden, 
Trump is out raising him on every turn. Now, I don't know if that's a scare tactic, and I'm fine with that. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> no, there, there's reports out there now that he, his war chest is dwindling. He is actually thinking of putting his own personal money into it, which is bullshit because he's not. But well, he, he's bankrupting all his supporters with those fucking yeah. tax cuts. Yeah. They can't donate to him. <laughs> you know, and like, I mean, again, I don't know how this works, but like, take, take like a guy like Louis DeJoy, right? Mm. So now he's in a government position. Is he allowed to donate money to either a Trump, which again, you know, what is that? What's the max you can donate? 1500 bucks? Something like that, yeah. Something like that, or however much you want to. Can he donate to a super PAC? Can he donate anything now that he's in a government position? I don't know. Probably can. There's probably, probably. some fucking loophole. Th- those <laughs> rules have probably been done away with at this point. Because I'm saying, like, all those big donors, those, those million-dollar donors, they all get jobs. Eventually, and then I'm like, I wonder if now they can keep donating. Yeah, but you brought DeJoy up. He is mm. now looking at legal issues, possibly three different felonies, because according to a story in the Washington Post, well, I'm all over the place, but I think the Post was was the first place that I saw it. He had his people in his company make donations to the Trump's campaign to to to, to, to DeJoy's super PAC. Oh yeah, right. And then reimburse them with uh, with company funds, with uh, with Bonuses. his own company funds. So, and I don't have the article up currently, um, but it it violates like three different laws. Uh, covering wait, 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 up wait, wait, wait. Let me get this straight. Mm-hmm. He gets people in his company to donate to Trump or to a, a super PAC. Pressures a super them. PAC. Pressures right. them too. Pressures them too mm-hmm. for a certain amount of money. Mm-hmm. Like so, everybody, and then reimburses them all with. Money Patriot. from with with his own cash. So basically, it's like this is a way for you for me to donate, but through you, right? Because he can't donate that much himself, but his employees can. Wow, that is so fucking illegal. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. <laughs> Covering up the source of donations is illegal. Using corporate money to cover up the da- donations is illegal, and then coercing employees to give is illegal. Yeah. So yeah. And not all of these are federal crimes. Some of them are state crimes. Some of them are both state and federal crimes. So he's in a lot of trouble now. And Trump, I think it was today or yesterday, said, oh, we're going to have to look into that. If that's true, that's troublesome. <laughs> he's wow. He's already Trump, written Even them Trump? Off. No, here's, here's the best thing. <laughs> Too much heat on that guy. <laughs> <laughs> the federal agency that would open up a civil investigation is the FEC. They don't have quorum now because of lack of appointees from the uh, Trump administration. Right. But the good news is there's also state charges that can be brought, which True. I believe they're already be working on. So Yes. And the House is looking into uh, into it as well. Right. Oh, are they going to write a strongly worded letter? Yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> pretty much at this point, the House looking into it is going to just try and make it more public. Mm. But yeah, what an amazing douche. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I was told, uh, oh, Louis DeJoy or Trump? I guess both of them. And both, either. <laughs> I heard that uh, since Trump is, uh, you know, this article really has kind of rocked him. Like, it's certainly not helping him in any way. No. Um, that he's just suddenly was just like, hey, I got $300 billion sitting around. You guys want checks? <laughs> like, you're going like, to you're gonna have to give some back to me later and keep me out of jail. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I've been hearing that too a lot more to, uh, in the past couple of weeks. That if he gets out, that like there's a bunch of lawsuits that he could get hit with for tons of shit. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Whew. Well, Biden has already said he won't pardon him. Well, that's good. Yeah. Which only makes his desperation greater, though. Which means that he'll do more to stay in power. Which is kind of scary, but. You think that would have stopped him anyway? No. No. <laughs> so- <laughs> I, it, the variables are there. Are there are so many variables in this? I cannot fathom how this is going to turn out, and I'm a little scared by it. Wouldn't you love it if Biden did an ad where he just gets close to the mic? He goes, "Donald, you better hope you fucking win, because if I win, I'm going to nail your ass to the goddamn wall." <laughs> Normally, I would be against that sort of thing, but <laughs> just make him so scared that he just tries to do everything and just messes up. <laughs> He makes such good decisions when he's afraid. <laughs> <laughs> Did you? By the way, I love that Michael Cohen is making the rounds mm-hmm. now on the book on the book tour. Oh, did yeah. you Did you see the picture of the fake Obama he fired? I did see that. Yeah, he, he did I a mean, whole video. I didn't. There's video of it. It's on YouTube. You can go watch it right now. 
Are you shitting me? I thought there was just a picture of him literally berating the the fake Obama. No, yeah, no, it's it's a whole video. It's set to his um, what's his TV show? I never saw it. Um, The Apprentice. The Apprentice. Yeah, set to The Apprentice, talking about how terrible the job he did, and the guy just you know sits there with his with his fingers tented, and you know all you can see is the back of his head, and it, you know, black guy, and yeah, at the very end of like a twenty minute video, he fires him. It's amazing. Oh, oh! So this was shot for The Apprentice. It was it's shot a parody. Like the The Apprentice. I don't know if it was for The Apprentice. I don't know why it was created, but yeah, it's it's a whole bunch of crazy. <laughs> I'll have to watch this later, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, you mentioned Michael Cohen. the The book, the one thing that came out uh, on the Friendly Atheist webpage was uh, a statement in Cohen's book talking about when uh, during the the campaign to run up to the election in 2016, he had a bunch of religious people come in, they all laid hands on him, and they did this whole big this whole big prayer, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's got the personal advisors, it has, like, everybody's there, and they're all laying hands on Trump and, and praying for him. Supposedly, afterward, Trump said to Cohen, can you believe that bullshit? Mm-hmm. Can you believe that people mm-hmm. believe mm-hmm. that bullshit? Totally believe that he said that. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Don't doubt it for a moment. I, I have no doubt in my mind that Trump is actually an atheist. I hate to put him in that group. Oh, he is without a doubt. But he doesn't believe in that. That there is a God that should be worshipped. He only worships himself. <laughs> there's nothing there's there's nothing there. But I, you know I, what? I wouldn't even put him in the atheist category. I would just no. put him in the doesn't think about it category. Right. I mean, it, it's not part of his – the language in which – it's not part of his world. I don't, right. So I don't – he doesn't consciously disbelieve in in a deity. That's not what this is. This is – yeah, it, it's not something that he has been exposed to. It's not something he thinks about. He looks down upon people that are not strong in the way that he is strong. So it's it, – it, I don't think he's an atheist. He's just a non-theist. Well – Technically, if you don't believe in a deity, you you are an atheist. Sure. However, he yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. He doesn't. He's not against God. He just doesn't believe because it doesn't even fall in his scope of of what he it's thinks. Reality, about. right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it probably was shocking to him though how much pe- how much shit people will eat out of his mouth. Mm. You know, and willing to lay hands on him. Like, probably walk back and be like, I mean, I would say the same fucking thing. I'd be like, can you believe these fucking morons? <laughs> like, they believe that I go to church and I know what I'm talking about? He discomforts himself now when they do the same shit, because periodically they go and do the lay on hands thing. He thinks that they are worshiping him, and he's partially right. So I did uh, I did want to bring this up as well. The Bible that he held up, that he gassed people and had them driven off so that he could walk across the street and hold a Bible in front of a church. Angrily, too. I don't know. Yeah. He didn't look very happy for that photo. That Bible, uh, you can try and purchase it. It's being auctioned off, I think. Mm. I'm trying to oh. see exactly what the details are, but uh, it's going right around $40,000 if you want that uh, edition of the King James Version with that is signed by Donald Trump. No, not by God. Oh, wait. Same thing. Sorry. Well, who's <laughs> auctioning it off, though? Uh, it's going up for sale through a memo- memorabilia company. Moments in Time is the name of it. Which I'm sure goes directly into his pocket because that's the only thing that makes any sense. You're telling yeah. me in the midst of all this shit that's going on in this country, he was sat down and goes, make sure we auction off this Bible? Yeah. Puts money in his pocket. Only thing that matters. Wow. Now, it is mentioned that there is a long tradition of presidents signing Bibles, but huh? normally it's when they present them as a gift with a spiritual message of some sort, not selling it to make thirty-seven to forty thousand dollars. So you don't think MAGA is a spiritual message? So <laughs> spiritual as he gets. You, you, he has to want to lose, right? There is, no, I, I can't believe how much. He's bungling this job. <laughs> no, he's just he's just it's, wholly incompetent. But I mean, it's so easy to look like a hero and do shady shit in the background. Well, the whole the whole pandemic was a I hate to say it a golden opportunity for him to be 
ushered into you know his second term on on a golden chair because all he had to do was be semi competent and not kill a quarter of a million people and he would have been easily reelected. But, but he also he's but he incompetent. Makes, but he like makes no effort to win any new people on his side. No. Like and again maybe it could be that he's maybe he's just like well I won it with those people last time right. They wanted you know, me then, last time. I got to be strong for them, and they'll they'll support me again. Well, remember he is surrounded by yes men, who tell him that all the polls are wrong, and he's actually going to win because it's the only way they can you know to go to bed at night and not tweet all night. I don't know. I just feel like there's so many. First of all, I mean it's so it's very hard for it to get an incumbent president out to begin with. It is, you know, and like you you just he works so hard at making it so easy to vote against him. Yeah. Like it reminds thing, like, me of uh, Mr. Garrison on South Park. He didn't want to become president, and now he right, is. He's trying right. to do everything the opposite of what people suggest so that they don't vote for him. And everything yeah. he does, everybody's like, yeah, I get it. I need to see what you're doing. He's like, ah, oh, crap. God, this is a, we're living in a sad, dark version of Brewster's Millions. <laughs> like, <laughs> like the thing with the Bible, like this, this whole fucking thing. Like, he, when he makes that order, when he's like, clear the street, gas the fucking people, move them out of the way, shoot fucking pellets of gas at them. I need a like, photo op. <laughs> right. Where I'm going to look miserable and hold the Bible off. I don't even, you, I mean, you literally get to that point, you can't even hold the fucking book the right way. Well, remember that just before this, he was also accused of hiding in the bunker. So he needed to stride out across the land, go to a church hold up a Bible and appear strong and resolute. And that was necessary for him to do at that point in time. And he just bungled it so badly. <laughs> it's just, I, I, I swear he doesn't want to be president anymore. No, I think, I think he's desperate to be president because it's the, he knows that things will go poorly for him once he's no longer president. He won't have the power anymore. He has to have, he has to keep that power. I think he's just that incompetent and surrounded by people that yeah, won't tell him the truth. probably right. You know what it probably is? He probably hates the fucking job, but he knows if he loses the job, he's going to go to jail. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure he hates it every day. Yeah, he can't be in New York City or in Palm Beach. Despises it. Yeah, because it's actual work. Yeah. Not that he does any work, but, <laughs> you know, they make him work a couple hours a day, so. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Boy, man, I I would love to watch him get analyzed by some real top-end psychologists and psych <laughs> psychiatrists. Just really get to the meat of it. <laughs> Narcissistic personality disorder. Classic. <laughs> <laughs> I do love it, though. The, the the pod boys, the pod save America, they always say it. Everything Trump does is one part dictator and two parts dipshit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. why he can never get anything done. <laughs> Which I was trying to explain to someone the other day, because, again, they started giving me the, well, how bad could it be? And, like, a lot of people are equating. They're like, eh, it won't be any different with Joe Biden, is what they're saying to me. <laughs> And I'm like, I, I just cannot believe that. I, maybe it's because I'm fucking 45, you know, and I'm older than a lot of the people I'm talking to that I'm just like, or that I'm just jaded or too old. I don't know, but I just don't see it. And then I was like, do you want somebody like Trump, but who's fucking smart? <laughs> because I'm like, if he wins, that's going to be the next fucking candidate mm. that comes in. A smart Trump. And that's when shit really goes bad. Yeah. No, we need to go back. I mean, Biden is not going to, you know, tear up the airwaves and be something you know, super fantastic, but he will be stable and he will be normal and he will get us back to you know, a, a a good line with the rest of the countries of, of the world. And, you know, we can get, get back to just, you know, vanilla. I'm really looking forward to some vanilla. <laughs> I mean, again, maybe that's why I'm like, please, I will take four years of a normal shitbag Democrat. Absolutely. Bring it on. <laughs> And like they're yelling, they're like, "Well, it's going to be like that forever." Then that you know you keep compromising, and I'm just like, you know what? I'm tired. I'm tired. almost fifty years old. I'm in five years, I'm going to be fifty. <laughs> I cannot deal with this shit for another four years. <laughs> I said it's a fight, and I am with you. But please give me a day off. Give yeah. me a four year fucking day off. We need we need a recovery <laughs> period here for a while. <laughs> then we can get back to being progressive. I'm I'm behind. I'm I'm I I will I'm there with you. I'm progressive. I'm I'm on board, but not not right now. Can we just <laughs> Yeah. And then the answer is but when? I'm like four when years. Donald Trump isn't the fucking president like <laughs> four years from now. I'm on yeah. board. <laughs> and you then have to get out there and get your college friends to to vote goddammit cuz most see, of them don't. What, see that's what see what Alpha just said that they say that every election. 
And you know what? You're right, Alpha. Yeah. To some to some extent, you're right. And I have often said, like, let me tell you something. I was scared shitless when Mitt Romney was running. Mm. I really was scared. Not to the extent that I'm scared now. Because mm. I laugh at that scare. I'm like, God, what were you fucking nervous about? <laughs> but, and I'm sure whenever you say they say that every election, and then the person goes, but this one really means it. I, why can I not get this fucking point across to people? <laughs> that this one seems more important than any other one ever. Well, this is not just the fact that we might go be entered into a war that is ill-advised. We are now look, looking down the barrel of the end of democracy in this country. That's really what we're up against yeah. here. I mean, that's the thing is like, Alpha, have you ever seen a president do what Donald Trump has done? And he is correct. It's the whole boy who cried wolf thing. He yeah. is absolutely correct that Democrats have done that. I mean, W was scary as hell. And we, you know, we thought that that was the worst it could be. And but well, I mean, just because it's the boy who cried wolf scenario doesn't mean there's not a wolf now. Yeah, right. But also, I mean, if you're telling me like when you say they are you saying like the Democrats, like the higher up Democrats are saying this because I stand to gain nothing from this. Mm. Right. You know, so for somebody me to tell you this, like, am I just (laughs) (laughs) don't engage, don't engage. All right, I'm disengaging. <laughs> so as bad as things have uh, have gotten here, I uh, I do want to go overseas for a little bit in the stories. Um, over in World News, AP has a story on the different cultures in China, the Uyghurs and Kazakhs and other minorities that have been put into Xinjiang province in China. They are completely locked down and they're using, China's using COVID-19 as a reason to implement really horrific things on these people. Mm. They're, they're completely locked down. They're, they're pretty much in prison camps. And they are being forced and subjected to pseudoscientific anti-vac or anti-virus uh, medicines mm. uh they're being forced they're to drink te- they're testing medicines on them i don't even know if it's testing medicines like it's the story about they're being forced to drink a medicine that made them feel weak and nauseous but the like the guards are there watching to make sure that she took the medicine um they're, they're being forced to like strip down and the guards hose them and their cells down with disinfectant and they describe it as being scalding, like skin peeling off kind of stuff. So, yeah, it's it's pretty much as bad as as you can imagine. Mm. Boy, we are getting to uh, Hitler type levels here. There's a yeah. There's a huge difference, and you know what it is. And this is sad. What? They're not doing it to people in other countries. They're only doing it to their own people. They, they didn't invade Poland. Well, I mean, when when they started, they weren't doing it to other people, but right. weren't they doing it to people in their own country? <laughs> Right, but China has been very specific about. I, I think they learned the lessons of the Nazis very well. The Nazis were people didn't fuss about them too much until they started going over the borders and affecting other people. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, and China, I think, is going to keep this internal because people won't interfere in the inner workings of another country. At least not as much. I mean, the yeah. human rights that are being violated here are uh-huh. tremendous. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, but I think you're right. If they just keep doing it to their own people, there won't be as big of an outcry against it. Yeah, and I think there should be. I think there should be a huge economic impact because it's the only thing that really matters in today's world, sadly enough. You stop also, buying I mean, shit again, from China. Again, like Hitler wanted to take over the world. Yes. And you used to do that back in the 40s by actually invading countries and taking actual land. But you don't need to do that anymore by taking over the world. Right. Well, I mean, look at – Look at the changes that China has made in this country alone yeah. just with sheer economic bullshit, like video games and movies and stuff. And they're also trying – they're also expanding their borders. They're expanding into the South China Sea and they're trying to expand into India at this point. There's a, there's a little cold – well, it's not so cold anymore. There's a very small hot war going on in between China and India over their disputed territories. Oh, damn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, shots were fired just the other day I saw. Yep. Man, that is some cold-hearted shit though. Yeah. Yeah. How do you do that to another human being and just like, well, you know, I always ask that question, but you, know, you well, don't look at them as humans. Right. You don't look at them as humans. It's the same reason that um, the police in this country can can put a knee on the neck of a black person because they don't see them as people. It's the same thing. Oh, man. It's time to wipe the human race out. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, it's, we, had, we had a good run, but 
we are fucking it up in the new century. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag Thanos was right. No, because Thanos <laughs> wanted to leave half of them alive, Jeff. I mean, we needed more than that. Thanos didn't go far enough. Start okay. over. Let a new species try and take over this world. <laughs> Been watching a lot know. of Doctor Who. We need the Doctor. <laughs> what we need is a giant fucking meteor. <laughs> Aren't we due for an extinction level event? I think we're overdue for a giant uh, volcano out in Yosemite, yes. See, this is what I don't get, though. Why can't we get our shit together as a human race? Because we're- It doesn't seem that hard. I really feel like if we pull together, everybody can eat and everybody can have a house. You watched Star Trek as a kid, didn't you? I watched it as an adult, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, seriously. <laughs> we Can we do it? Yes. Do we educate people enough to manage it? No, we don't. Like, again, I don't walk out of my house and look at my neighbors and go, well, one day I'm going to fucking go over there and take over his yard and then crouch up to his door. I mean, like, I just, I'm perfectly content with what I have here. Yeah, but there are, you have neighbors that are looking at you that way. Well, I don't know. I just can't figure it out. Yeah. Uh, it's, I think it majorly, it goes back to tribalism. Yeah. I mean, it must be, Because I, I know they say, like, like the, and again, you know, I've been watching a lot of these human evolution <laughs> <laughs> documentaries, I'm still doing it, that the very fact that human beings can, you know, fit, I don't know how many people you fit on a plane, what, like 100? 200 right? and some of the bigger ones. 200, yeah. right? The fact that people can get on a plane with that many people for a five-hour flight and not kill each other in that five hours is an, an evolution quantum leap. Because <laughs> if you put 100 or 200 fucking chimpanzees in there, they'd all kill each other. Any animal you stuck in a clamp quarter like that will kill each other. At that density, sure. So right. you're saying that we are, we are evolving. It's just not fast enough. Our technology well, has to outpace our evolution. <laughs> but again, I, I don't know if tribalism is an evolutionary trait or just a cultural trait. I think it's a cultural trait. I think no. I think it's actually. I think it is innate in human beings because I mean, babies. Whilst they're not. They're not racist. They will tend to gravitate to people that look like them, that look like themselves. So Yeah, that's probably an evolutionary. I mean, yeah. again, it's probably true with different species of, or, you know, different yeah. versions of, you know, you take fucking lions and tigers, and tigers are going to go towards the tigers, and lions are going to go towards the lions. Right. But, uh... So there is an evolutionary component to it, and when we don't educate people out of... When we don't educate people so they don't see that innate racism that we do have then you, you, it's only going to come out in in horrible ways like in china but i honestly feel like and again i can only use myself as as a measuring stick for this is like i grew up with, not with a, with a racist parent like my mother wasn't racist but she also wasn't like very liberal either she just never fucking talked about anything mm. and i was like anything political or anything like gay people race religion mum was the word and I was just able to form my own opinion on things. And my opinion was I didn't give a shit on anything. Sure. So I don't even know if education is part of it as opposed to is just stop telling your kids to be assholes. <laughs> well, the teaching of again, empathy takes you a long way. I guess. So. I mean, I don't know because I can't say if my mom sat there and told me that black people were, were inhumans from zero to 18. I don't know where I would have been at 18. Yeah. You know. You, you tend to believe what your parents teach you up to a certain point. Yeah. Right, and no one will fault you for that. That's why I'm always amazed when somebody like Ray who can get out of that shit. Because <laughs> I don't know. But I'm trying to – but I, luckily, my mother was nice enough not to instill anything in my fucking brain on any subject. <laughs> and just to be clear, you're referencing me in the religious aspect, not in the not racist racism, aspect. Yeah. Right, yes, I'm it's sorry. Yes, 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 yes. Well, because Karen said any information you learn. Right, right. right. Yeah. I mean, there were yeah. a lot of racist people around me growing up, but not within my, you know, close You're family. Right. So, uh, you blew my joke. I was going to say you learned to be racist on your own. <laughs> <laughs> so, I wanted to hit this real quick. This was uh, we were do I was doing world news. Sudan. You really hear good news coming out of the Sudan. Mm -hmm. So, I wanted to be sure to mention this when there's a transitional go government that is in place. I don't know the full political history of what's going on here, but there's been three decades of Islamic rule, and now there is a new prime minister. I'm not even going to try and pronounce his name, it's like 18 <laughs> words long. 
But he got together with leader of the rebel North Northern faction, uh, Ethiopian capital, and they put together a declaration that states that the state of Sudan shall not establish an official religion and that no citizen shall be discriminated based on their religion. They're trying wow. to establish a secular government in the Sudan. That's the key to a lot of um, the the religious issues. And we were talking last week about how, you know, Islam seems different from um, Christianity. And the major difference is, is that there are countries that are based in Islam. You, when you combine the religion with the state, I mean, you said Sudan had been at war for three decades, three decades of civil war where millions of people were killed. And it was all about religion. And finally, we've got a um, politician in here who's saying, all right, that's it. No more. No more religion in politics. I, I wish him the best. And it's a, it's a really stark warning to this country. You think you want um, you know, Christianity to be, to, to, to be the national religion and you want a, con a stronger connection between the, the church and the state. You really, really, you really don't. Could you pick any country where that has worked out well and let me know? what it is because i don't i couldn't find one yeah it's not just the islamic states that have this issue no christian christian states have the same kind of i mean for the longest time russia and several eastern european countries were combined christian christianity and the government and it's just it does not go well it does not mm -hmm. i think ireland is probably the closest and it wasn't that strong i mean they had some issues but i the, the government was separate from the religion. Mm. Closer than it should have been, but you know, not that close. And they didn't exclude other religions was a key part of it. So <laughs> so while we were talking about tribalism, I think how it's innate in some people, there was an article, I, again, this I got off the Friendly Atheist webpage. A study was done. They emailed 45,000 schools, pre-kindergarten through 12th grade in 33 states. And in the email, it was basically a, a fake email saying that they wanted an in-person meeting with the principal before making the final decision on whether or not they were going to choose that school for their kids to go to. And they put in a quote at the bottom of the email, just like in the signature line. And the quote was, atheism teaches that life is precious and beautiful. We should live our lives to the fullest to the end of our days, signed Richard Dawkins. Mm -hmm. Now, in other versions of that same type of email sent to different schools. They took out the first word, atheism, and they attributed the quote to sometimes Pope Benedict, sometimes Billy Graham, and sometimes the prophet Muhammad. Hmm. Wow. And now these were all considered low intensity because they didn't really, they just indicated the faith, right? Yeah. And as it turns out, the atheist and Muslim-based quotes, whether it, they were all the same quote, they were all pretty much the same line. But if it said the Prophet Muhammad, or if it said Richard Dawkins, or if it said atheists, they were more likely to be ignored hmm. and never be responded to. Wow. Um, and it, it, the numbers are, are pretty telling. If you look at the one graph that's down in the uh, article, that the, the probability, I mean, if, if it was Christian, they were, yeah, they were all over it, and they'd respond immediately. But uh, atheists and Muslim, not so much. Hmm. And again, the email had nothing to do with religious belief for the it most just, part. It was it, just included in the signature line. Hmm. Huh. So I think there is a, a definite bias against – now, this is the U.S., but there's definitely a bias in principles and their offices against uh, Muslims and atheists. I, th I think that popular culture and um, our politicians have contributed to that more than is necessary, <laughs> I, obviously. That's How sad. do you mean? Well, I, I, I mean, I don't it, – none of it's necessary. I, we don't need to have, you know, an implicit bias against atheists and against Muslims. It, it's just that um, people have been told that you know, we're evil, so they believe it. And they've been told by their politicians. They've been told by, you the know, pastors. their parents, their pastors, the news that they watch so yeah but it does confirm you know basically what we kind of know already <laughs> true meanwhile over in tennessee this was an interesting thing so there's a law in tennessee an abortion law that said that if you were giving an abortion if you were providing an abortion to somebody you are required to inform them 
that there is a way to back out of it, that there is an option to undo the abortion. <laughs> That's a law? Yes. Oh, my God. So there is now a lawsuit filed against uh, in federal court saying, we are not going to lie to people because you cannot undo an abortion. Yeah. What is the purpose of telling somebody that, though? So like, the idea is-, is that when there is a, uh, if what is it, early stage, there's a first trimester abortion where you take a pill and then you take another pill and the second pill is what causes the abortion. The first pill is kind of like a precursor, like it gets the the body prepared. Right. I don't know the chemical details, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, if you take the first pill and then never take the second pill, your body won't abort the fetus. Okay. So that's what this is based on. However, in the law, the way that I read it is that it doesn't matter what type of abortion you're getting. You still have to tell them that they have the option of, of <laughs> opting out and that they can that the abortion can be reversed. Wow. And uh, yeah, this has caused all sorts of consternation. I mean, it's Tennessee, just the the epitome, the perfect example of how to not do things. <laughs> wow, that's just crazy stupid. They it required the law requires the abortion providers to post signs that say that medical abortion can be reversed after a woman takes the first pill, but not the second one. Well, but that's true. Well, not reversed, but you know. now, yeah, yeah, that's the wording. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're not reversing an abortion, which no. would have been my first question. Like, what do you mean you're gonna resurrect a baby, <laughs> right. like, or resurrect a fetus or something? Yeah. Like, it just be like you have you you have a second chance to back out of this at one point. It's not complete yet. <laughs> now it does put <laughs> it does put the pregnancy at risk, mm. and it puts the mother and child at risk at that mm. point. So it's not oh, a. So- so it's medically ill-advised on yes. top of being deceptive. Yeah. Supposedly, after you take the first pill, you can minister long, a large dose of progesterone. I don't mm-hmm. know what that is. Progesterone, yeah. In order to counteract it. But mm. yeah, it's uh, it's not really a reverse. It's more of a deal with as best we can kind of situation. Incomplete. Yeah. Oh, Tennessee. Between that and the, uh, you know, if you protest on a government property, you'd be uh, charged with a felony and lose your your right to vote. Holy crap. Remind me to never live in Tennessee. I don't think that's an issue. (laughs) Yeah, probably not. Uh, Final story I have is from Orange County. The Orange County Board of Commissioners is doing away with the Pledge of Allegiance. And before you go, well, it's Orange County, it's California, you know, Orange County, North Carolina. Oh. Is doing away <laughs> with the reciting Whoa. of the Pledge of Allegiance. North Carolina. Yeah. I would actually be surprised by Orange County, California. It's one of the very few red counties in nah, I LA suppose area. That's true. But <laughs> when I read Orange County, I immediately thought California, and then I read North Carolina. I'm like, whoa, wait, what? <laughs> you know, it's funny because you know how I live on the New York border here. Mm-hmm. When, when you go over to the New York border, that's Orange County over here too. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so the commissioner Sally Green said. That the democracy is at risk right now, like we never thought it would be. I think it's a good thing to go back to the first principles and say the Pledge of Allegiance to the flag. However, there were five strongly against, for all the right reasons. The chair of the board says she has not said the Pledge of Allegiance for years because of the under God added in the 1950s. And it goes against the separation of church and state. Another person said, I don't think there's justice for all in our country right now. And this is uh, maybe there never has been, but this is meant for us to uh, encourage the ideals of the country and not not working together. Basically said the pledge never worked as intended uh, to unite people together. And uh, another commissioner said it can be upsetting to some people who do not want to participate for religious reasons. And that's why she voted against it. It's like the perfect... The perfect answers of why you wouldn't want to, to do the Pledge of Allegiance. So Yeah, good job, Orange County, North Carolina. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. I thought, I, you know, that's a good story, especially North Carolina. Yeah. I mean, North yeah. Carolina has some, you know, progressive cities as well, just like in most other states, but good job. In, a, in addition, in the article, it mentions that they unanimously passed a resolution making Juneteenth an official uh, county mm. holiday. So... Yeah, Damn. They're making all sorts of good steps. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right. So if it comes down to it, if you have to move to North Carolina for some bizarre reason, Orange County. <laughs> as long as it's not Tennessee. <laughs> I feel like doing a, a, a John Oliver war on Tennessee kind of scenario. <laughs> you trying to get a sewage plant named after you? Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He, he has such amusing wars with people. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's the last story I got. You got anything else you want to share? Not me. Got it out of my system. I think I'm good. All right. Enough Trump complaining for, for the week. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's all we got for this week. Uh, I want to thank everyone for supporting the podcast, our patrons especially, those who could join us here. Really appreciate it. Uh, if you enjoyed the podcast, you could join in. Go to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash profanearg, and sign up and join us as we record. If you can't do that, uh, but you want to support the podcast, please feel free to share it on social media, uh, retweet, or share on Facebook. We'd appreciate it. Or you can leave a review on iTunes. That goes a long way. Uh, if you'd like to contact us again, our Facebook page, or tweet to us at ProfaneArg. I'd also like to uh, suggest you check out shows on the soon-to-be-named network. Soon-to-be-namednetwork.com has archived and latest shows for comics, movies, all sorts of podcasting uh, that you can listen to. I want to thank everyone for listening, and until next time, I'm Ray. I'm Karen. I'm Jared. Night, Ian. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Good night. And may your God do it.